I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, another very special episode today as we have the wonderful Joan Timoney, Senior Digital Marketing Manager at the National Lottery. Join us. Joan, how are you doing? Good, guys. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast today. I'm delighted to be here. You're very welcome. And uh, joined as ever is a trusted colleague and sidekick, Shane W. Brennan. How are you doing, Shane? I am fabulous. I am yeah. fabulous. As we're, we're, all, we're all very excited. We're, I'm very excited because of a fellow Mayo person on the, on the podcast today. So there's solidarity in numbers uh, <laughs> I wonder, there. I wonder what our county breakdown has been so far in the podcast. I'd say, has there been a few? There's been a few Mayo. There's been more Mayo than there's been Leash anyway. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of unconscious bias when it comes to Mayo. <laughs> I uh, feel people like there is. Picked, uh, yeah. in, in this. Uh, Joan, um, I wanted to start off by, by asking, you, you're obviously a senior digital marketing manager at National Lottery have been for a, a number of years uh, doing great work in there but you've kind of come and seen all sides of of the marketing spectrum in, in, in Ireland from uh, from being sales side and publisher side right through to, to media buying and agency into then into to brand side so have you seen have you seen things change or is it just interesting to get so many different angles on the, on the same type of campaigns uh, over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Things things are always changing and evolving. Um, I think I've been really lucky in my career to date um, to be able to do the three sides. And it's kind of always something I wanted to do was publisher agency and client side. Um, I suppose when I was in, in agency land, I was working on the National Lottery account. Um, and it was the one account that I really felt that's always kind of evolving and changing. Um, every year is somewhat different. Um, and yeah, like it's it's been a, a great experience so far and, and things are, are constantly changing. Like, and I know within our own KPIs on digital, things have changed from a branding perspective. And like we have a huge focus now on on things that we wouldn't have looked at two, three years ago. And, and I think for us, um, across our social advertising, even TV, VOD, everything, and we're really looking at like um, different metrics such as attention. Um, and that's something that we've been really focusing in on in the last while across our social advertising. And, we plan on looking at that in our in our TV and our and our other media buys as well. So yeah, there's so much change, um, and I think it's just it's a really exciting time for us um, within our brand um, and the things that we are doing. And I suppose um, even at the awards there, the last say, um, you know, at the, the digital marketing awards, like it was just fantastic to get the best brand. And it's you know some things that we are doing that other brands aren't currently doing. So. Yeah, things are things are good and things are evolving and changing every day. That was a that was a nice uh, humble way of saying we bloody dominated at the DMA. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm not saying that now. But uh, anytime, yeah, no, anytime you looked up on the stage, there was either Joan uh, or Rob was up on stage. That, so the the the, the power Timonies uh, were oh, absolutely no. dominating at, at the, <laughs> uh, the DMAs. That was a great night. Uh, it was just lovely to be in a real environment with people, and yeah. just I could just thought the night absolutely flew. Completely different to the old school awards because it's funny. Someone was asking yeah. me about it. Was like, was it was it as mad as the pictures? I was like, no, it was it was the yeah. tamest I've ever been at yeah. any industry event in my entire life. And it was nice though because it was nice just to even just to even say hi to people, chat briefly, and then you just kind of went back to your space. It was it was just great to see because like our industry, everyone's so sociable. Yeah, like everyone is so bloody yeah. sociable, and then to have the two years of nothing i guess one of the reasons we set up the podcast was so, yeah. so we could talk to people again <laughs> and um, yeah and that, yeah, that's why like, i think i think people weren't really sociable on the night either mixing because the teams hadn't been together in so long mm -hmm. and that your own team like the 
12 of us like we got two tables and it was just fabulous just to be able to chat yeah. to each other like and obviously see people from a distance but yeah great night yeah it was a wave across the room type of night <laughs> yeah. stick yeah. in your own i think i got to talk to you for about five minutes and then it was yeah. lights on yeah, that was, was, a, that was a five minutes yeah. that you weren't on stage that you, that oh. you <laughs> a, a quick words that was, that was great uh that, that was brilliant um but joan you've uh, you've a massive selection of brilliant ads uh, to show uh, to to us today now we, we haven't watched them in detail yet which we're going to go through them in a show but i do believe this could be a first from any guest where we have the same brand and the same creative agency for all three ads which is quite exciting to so you must you must really love uh this this brand uh, and the types of ads that are coming out with yeah um i think obviously when you're in the, the lottery business you always look at other markets to see what's out there what new campaigns and creative um and i think new zealand as a country always has kind of some thoughts and similarities to ireland um people wise population and obviously we're better at the rugby but um yeah i picked three um new zealand ads um from their lottery um, and there are ads that were in the last 11 years and um, three, I think they're fantastic. Um, they're three very different ads, but they have similarities. Um, and I think kind of the similarities between them, there's a lot of kind of freedom of what a lot jackpot win would do for people. Um, there's a lot of kind of generosity in them and there, there's loyalty as well. And I think, um, I just think they're three fantastic um, campaigns and they're multi-award winning ads. And I think it's just something that they're just, yeah, they're just fabulous. And I'm really excited to take you through them today. Brilliant. Well, uh, without further ado, can you introduce the uh, the first one um, that, that we're about to watch? Yeah. So the first one is Lucky Dog. Um, it was aired in 2010, so 11 years ago. And the agency was DDB um, agency, and it was directed by a guy called Steve Ason um, from a production company called Sweet Shop. Um, yeah, so back in 2011. Brilliant. Okay. Let's have a look. 16, 29, 32. Woohoo! Yes! Wilson, we're Cross the oceans, cross the seas, over forests of blackened trees, valleys so still we dare not breathe, to be by your side, over the shifting desert plains, cross mountains all in flames, through howling winds and driving rains, to be by your side, every mile and every Everyone a little tear I cannot explain this tear Will not even try And I know Just one thing Love comes only way And tonight I'll Bye. 
fucking cat <laughs> that's my favorite part <laughs> my, my face literally literally dropped i went that bollocks <laughs> that's amazing like that dog is is really cute yeah, yeah i think it's just such a wonderful story that combines such strong storytelling um it was shot in obviously an exotic location in india and i think it's just such an amazing performance by wilson um yeah. like who doesn't love an ad with a dog in it like he was phenomenal he, it's so good and i i love it's the classic kind of kiwi humor where yeah call him wilson like castaway doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's yeah. two on the nose fuck it everyone will get it and they don't that care they don't care like whereas here yeah. if you had that and you wrote that everyone would be like no we can't do that you don't want to touch on someone else's and they're like no can, yeah can everyone will get, know what uh, we're doing it's can funny we, can we get legal to have a look at that can we yeah good old kiwis are like no yeah do it that line's written we're sticking with that that's the funny bit <laughs> i love it it's really good yeah. it's really that, really lovely piece that's brilliant i um i feel for the production agency with all the animal related scenes in there yes. mm. and there was even children and animals in one shot i was like oh mother of god yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they they scheduled up a week just to get those few clips there just with the with the kids and the, the animal pack chasing wilson yeah it's actually um there's kind of a bit of a background story to wilson as well so um the dog's real name is patty and Paddy was owned by an elderly lady who had to give him up because obviously she was getting elderly. Um, and it ended up being two animal trainers that took in Paddy. Um, and they obviously trained him pretty well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was funny because obviously the ad was shot in India. Um, and for some reason, it would mean that in order for Paddy to do the shoot, he'd have to quarantine for a year in India. So the lottery marketing team felt that it was pretty bad that like, you know, Paddy would be without a home for a year, like a solid home. So it was so funny. It was the CEO of the New Zealand lottery. His best man happened to live in India. So (laughs) himself and the wife and the three kids took Paddy in and he got his forever home in India. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah so they were delighted uh so he had a happily ever after that's yeah. like the ni- this is like the nicest bit of creative i think i've ever seen like for round about like oh that's so nice that, how that long was the production schedule if he was a year there before they shot yeah. with him uh, yeah yeah it was mad for quarantine for a full year like it's crazy that's insane um, i love that i love that that the ceo got involved yeah. uh, to, to that level just so paddy could stay in the ad instead of yeah. someone going can we just can we just get a different dog and yeah instead of going somewhere surely there's a dog in india who can (laughs) do this yeah obviously like because it was funny because the marketing team were thinking like because obviously lottery is all about dreaming and everything they're like you can't leave this poor animal like without a home for a whole year but uh 
Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I think it builds such an emotional connection with the viewers as well. And I think you're intrigued throughout it to know what actually happens, Wilson, throughout the whole commercial. And it is, it's two minutes, 30 long. Like, so I think then from a branding perspective, like it's wonderful because it brings in the brand within the first three seconds. Mm. So you have the product shot of the ticket. You have the, the screen of the website. Obviously, they probably didn't have an app before then, but um, I think it's just it's just the way it is. It's, it's shot and the storytelling is just so authentic and real, and it kind of brings you in. Um, I think the funny thing as well, like um, the campaign was actually when it was first launched, um, you know, it was aired for whatever length of time, but then they started doing uh, six second spots afterwards of short clips of what happened, uh, Wilson and Russell, the sailor. Um, afterwards and if you do get time to watch them they're absolutely hilarious because like that's okay. the main character that the homeless guy and and um wilson are literally enjoying the high life of winning the jackpot um and it's so funny and like one stage the the homeless character man and um wilson are in, a, in this fabulous car driving by russell in the park and you just see russell looking going is that my dog? Like it's just, it's just gold. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's class. I, I love that I had legs that they they kept going with it, and you know, and and, and kind of giving people what they wanted to know what happened after. Exactly. What I what I thought was really interesting from a narrative point of view was obviously the sailor is is playing the lotto and it's a big deal to him, and then loses it. Wilson goes on this big adventure, and it's the kind of subtle undertone to kind of. It's like the secret life of Walter Ritty. It's like um, when you're, you don't, you know, you're waiting to win the lottery to go on this adventure, but you can go on an adventure. You know what I mean? There's like an encouragement mm -hmm. to not wait around, yeah. to just live your life as well as the lotto. And I just love that. Like while he was trying to come back to his owner based on loyalty, he had this monstrous adventure. You know what I mean? Um, and then the kind of undertones then of the person who played the ticket not actually getting the benefit of it. And it's just another random lucky person. And it just gives that kind of sense of awe and mystery of being like, you can you can live these adventures without this and you can be really lucky and win this yeah. pure chance. And it was kind of this really, it felt like just, I don't know, it, it's so nice. And I think that the narrative undertones are so nice. It's almost like not an ad. It's just a story. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's that's I just I love that I love that that uh, it's a hard space to get to when you're when it's you're very hard mm -hmm. yeah that's very hard and to do like a dog helps a dog like essentially being homeward bound one of the best films ever made yeah. um, that, <laughs> that, uh, that, that helps like um, but yeah that's lovely I've never seen that I'm, I'm very impressed with it that's yeah the ad is voted um, the best ad in New Zealand in 2011 by yeah. the public so like you know why and like the next ad that i'm going to show you guys um it was the same producer again so like it's just yeah it's just wonderful storytelling um mm. what, a, what, a, what a beautiful segue into the next ad john <laughs> well, well done it's like, almost like you have this rehearsed that's um, it, that's it. what's what's the next ad then we're yeah so um the next ad is called pop skip um it was aired in july 2015 um again it was voted new zealand's best ad by the public um it's a fabulous ad um it, it's really it kind of builds on the imagination of what it would be like to be a lottery winner but um it's more about helping your loved ones um and changing their lives and it's just a, it's just a beautiful story of 
a father, a grandfather, and their their little son. Um, but yeah, so pot's good. Let's Brilliant. have a look. Let's have a look. Will you still be back Thursday? Probably more like Friday, mate. What then? A bit of going, Nog. Make it for granddad. I miss you. Shaddy was the shaddiest part in all the land. You could hear him all the way at the bottom of the sea. Nah, he... do more party. just so bloody nice this is so subtly powerful yeah yeah so good emotional lad <laughs> it doesn't make me cry i don't like it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, um yeah i suppose what the marketing team were trying to achieve here was was talk about like i suppose the financial freedom mm. a lottery win would give to families um i suppose and the quality time um that you could spend with your family and it didn't focus on materialistic items so stayed away from the usual ads of like the yachts the cars etc um and i think from here they were able to build a, a proper brand platform um of the imagine series they called it um and allow them to have like literally endless amounts of creative uh, possibilities because they focused on authentic storytelling um which was lovely and and after pop's gift in 2015 they launched a new ad called uh, mum's wish so again it was a follow-on from this and basically was all based around generosity so like i suppose one thing we all like to think of if we did win get a windfall of money it's the first thing that we would do is probably look after our loved ones mm-hmm. um barring making everyone probably secure from a mortgage when you or or whatever it is um I think this ad just demonstrates that generosity is probably a key factor in people's mindset when they do do win a, a large amount of money. And I think it was just beautifully crafted. Uh, again, the storytelling was just a one. It was it's very authentic and real. It's it sucks you in. Um, and yeah, I think there was there was a really nice quote actually from the the chief creative officer, um, Damien Stapleton. He put it so elegantly. He basically said it, it wasn't about the Ferraris. It's more about the experiences. It's about what you would really do if you won. Um, and if you're going to tell a story, um, that quickly in a number of seconds, people have to believe it. Um, it has to be real. And a good ad is all about authentic storytelling. And I think they just absolutely nailed it with this ad. Like we all know the knights of the world. And John Lewis, all these guys can do amazing mm. storytelling. But I just think that this ad would capture the nation's heart. Like it, it just, mm-hmm. it's just so beautifully crafted. Like what I, two interesting things is one, me and Aaron have that conversation all the time. Like, what would you do? <laughs> like what, he could call me randomly and be like, what would you do right now if you had a million quid and you know you had an hour to spend it? Like we have that, it's like Aaron Chalk's favorite conversation in the world. Oh, I love it. I absolutely it's favorite love conversation. It. What would you do guys? And I spend it very quickly. I spend it, it's gone. It's it's, I, it's it's not even hit the bank and it's gone. My, yeah, mine would be family to a hotel and just try and spend it as quickly as possible. Pay off the mortgage, you know. Nice. Um, if we only had an hour. But uh, 
No, what I love about this, what I love about this, which I think is really interesting from a brand, um, like a positioning point of view is, I watch that, and you never think about it like this way. You're not playing the lottery for you, you're playing it for your family as well. Mm. And normally when you mm. play the lottery and you're losing, or if you lose, you're losing by yourself. But I guess, and you're thinking about what I would do, and always that first thing is like, well, obviously these people will all get X amount. These people will all get X amount so they wouldn't have to ask for anything again and you know stuff like that. But what that does, apart from tapping into the imagination of a child, and bringing, which is a huge part of when I talk to Aaron about things like that, it's I always say to Aaron, it's like, remember when you were 10 and if you told yourself you make X amount of money a month, when you were getting like two euro pocket money or two pound pocket money, like what would you do now? You'd be open Ken Black's or Smith's toy store. You'd be like, yeah, give me Pokemon, give me Power Rangers, give me all this stuff. So there's a little bit of that honesty in this ad. But and it's there's the... a bit of that still. Like you'd still go to Ken Black's or Smith's and <laughs> buy all yeah. the toys as well. Not to be just for kids. Probably, probably. <laughs> but I just love that that makes you think of playing for your family, not for you. Mm-hmm. you're mm. playing for your son you're playing for your grandson you're playing for your, and that's a hard headspace to get people into and i think that really made me go oh jesus yeah you forget that you forget it's everyone else will be happy you'll change someone else's life who you immediately love not just your own and i mm. think that's so so amazingly rich from a territory point of view because it's nearly it's very warm it, it taps into your family mm. loyalty and your family love which is not something you'd think that that brand could get anywhere near, really. You know what I mean? Because it seems kind of mm-hmm. frivolous, but it's not. It's not at all. It's the least thing it is. It's the least frivolous thing in the world, really, <laughs> when you think about it. You know, um, it's lovely. That's it's. There's there's, very there's one scene there that that sold that that exact feeling to me was was when he looked like shell shocked, almost like he was in the thick of the fog mm. of the war. You know, when he's yeah, just just yeah. in the in the yellow. Uh, the, and, and leaned against the thing that was that was a that's a really impactful like just just frame like that bit of photography was top class and i think that actually mm. made the ad for me because that made it real straight away that this is a real dad he's doing something he has to do but yeah. it's the last thing he wants to do and <laughs> you could really, really feel that he was literally ripped away from his family but he has to do it to provide for the family at the same time. So that 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 scene sold it for me the whole piece. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crafted so well. Um, and I think like the angle chain that you were speaking about that, you know, it, it is all about the theme of generosity and and what you would mm. do to support your loved ones with that windfall. And I suppose from a lottery background, like you're thinking of the people that you love, but also every time you play, you're you're helping a good cause beneficiary. Yeah um by the money you're putting so it's another angle to look yeah, at it yeah. that way and like the, it, it has endless creative potential from a brand perspective and like that imagine series kicked off with pop's gift and, and if you guys do get time to look at mum's wish um mm. it came out a year later and again it's based around the generosity of team um basically their, their mother passed away and she had asked all the children to gather around in the garden and they literally dug a hole and the lotto ticket was was in the hole and it had bars of gold like it's it was just it's just again crafted so well but like the possibilities of imagining was huge and then that led on to the the third um, installment which was the next ad that we're going to speak about but yeah it, it's it's the crafting is really well and like yeah. you have to give it to the production company like they they nail those two pieces yeah 
Was, was that sweet again. sweet candy? Is it, is it the same sweet same shop company? Sweet shop, yeah. same one as uh, yeah, and the the Steve Axon was the was the um, director there for the producer as well. Brilliant, and um, so yeah, that's again another uh, another very professional segue into the next ad there, Joan. Yeah, uh, so can you introduce uh, this one and, and and a little bit of background of where this fits in in the in the the New Zealand lottery universe? Yeah, so. The third and final ad is Armour Truck and this aired in 2018. This was a multi-award winning um, campaign. Um, again, it was the same CMO, uh, Guy Cousins, um, and the same creative director was uh, Damien Stapleton. This just screams generosity, um, this ad. And it's so funny, it reminds me of you two guys because if you both won the lotto, you'd have to share it between yourselves. Um, it's a really touching story. It's actually based on a true story, but um, I'll leave that till after you show the ad. Amazing. Amazing. Let's have a look. These are great. I'd buy an Aston Martin DB9. Well, we had a rule where you can't just say car names. It's your order, not mine. Vehicle 103 on route. Copy that, 103. Okay, okay, okay. I'd buy my mama house. Nice house. You buy her an island, mate. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Me? I'd take all of us on around the world trip. I can barely stand a single shift with you then. First class, you could. Stop off in Mumbai, pick up a test at the Brabourne Stadium. Oh, now you're talking. Kids can see where you grew up. You'd have to stick with my parents. What if we just kept driving? Okay, here we go, funny guy, huh? to take the next turn here, okay? Here, here, here. Come on, we've got pickups and drop-offs to do. What are you doing? Hey. Vehicle 103. Please confirm status. Are you going to answer that? Come on, Satish. You don't want to do this all your life, do you? Please come on, don't know. Confirm status. Think about it, mate. It's everything we've dreamed of. We've never dreamed of going to jail. They've got us on GPS. Where are we going? What are you doing? I hope your passport's up to date. 103, do you copy? Please confirm status. What do we always say? 50-50. 103 descended. Copy 103. Delivery complete. Don't spend it on one station. That's ours, mate. You're joking. I'm not joking. All of this. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant yeah it's excellent so that was the third installment of the lot of new zealand imagine series so it was popscape's mum's wish and the third one's armored truck um i suppose when you think about it like it's, it's literally two drivers going around every day dropping off huge lump sums of money both dreaming of what they would do if they won. So, as I said, it was based on a true story. So it was about a Kiwi who had won 15 million um, and he had always promised his best friend that no matter what, like if, they, if he won it, he'd, he'd share it with him. And he honoured um, he honored that um, that promise. And yeah, he made his friend a millionaire, which was fabulous. Um, yeah, yeah, I just think it's such a clever twist in the ad life because like, and the favorite part for for me is is when the driver like literally says, "Will I keep driving?" Like, yeah. 
<laughs> like they are GPS tracked. <laughs> the fear in the poor pa- in the other guy's face is just gas. And like, what? What's? I, I'm very impressed with all three of these. I've not. I like once again that felt like a short film. Mm. That's not. A, it's not a narrative I've heard. It's not cliched at all. Mm. I've never thought of two. Uh, delivery drivers just going fuck it will we just go you know what i mean yeah i've never that's never crossed my mind as a story and i was literally enthralled in that to see how yeah. that was gonna how they were gonna link that back that was that was so nice that was i was i'm very impressed that's uh it's great so yeah it was that moment where he goes will i keep driving and you're just like oh yeah he could but that's illegal what what is he gonna do that was great that was I, really got, I, got, I got goosebumps uh, at, at the end of that like it was so nice and like <laughs> the poor bastards in that creative agency right when when they get the briefs like all right lads um it's been three years time to freshen up the creative They're like oh fuck we gave it all we got last yeah round. yeah that was perfect <laughs> that, literally that last one was perfect we're gonna have to move account to get someone else to look at this yeah i think they went yeah. through something like 16 scripts um in total to really? finally get to armored trucks but, really yeah it's yeah, that... like pop's gift was was really up there um mm. and mum's wish was was really light as well and i'm sure all of these campaigns went into pre-test and, and probably tested exceptionally well and then to come out with armored truck that was the third installment that was probably the best ad from an roi perspective that they had was just phenomenal and i think every single ad builds on each other um and i think they've mm. done a wonderful job in crafting that imagine series because it leaves mm. you thinking the possibilities of what a jackpot win could do for you, your loved ones, your family, your friends, um, just based around that kind of the freedom um, and generosity is kind of a key theme. I think that they they really stuck with, and I think they did an awful lot of research with their with their um, with their target market, with their with their players to find out, you know, what what was that, you know, what was a key benefit um, that they felt that you know winning the lottery would do for them and their family. I think- I think once again, yeah, it's it's like just even tapping into a completely different audience, be it mates now going, okay, mm-hmm. I don't like I play the lottery once every odd time. You play it once every odd time. What if we both do it together and double our chances and we always split 50? You know what I mean? So it's the mm-hmm. same as the grandfather trying to tap into his family, trying to tap into them, like play for your family. Um, and then this one is it's a completely different like there's no reference to necessarily there's a bit of talking about their family but it's the two of them yeah. and you could see how that could convince mates to be like no we should do this mm-hmm. we should 100 percent do this. it's almost like office pools which kind of is a normal thing it's, it's a syndicate um, like it's it's yeah. huge and syndicates are huge and, and they kind of get everybody in as you said in the workplace playing together and it's kind of something mm-hmm. to talk about on a weekly basis and yeah. like it is that imagine of like if we actually won like it's just it's yeah. must be a fabulous experience to be able to share that with your with your best friend oh, yeah. I, I love um the position of how different they are as characters as well mm-hmm. you know the the age difference the culture yeah. difference there but like and and also you can tell that they're real mates because they're going at each other imagine what they're doing they're like can't stand another shift with you let alone around the yeah. world trip or, like or how much they talk about it when your man says we're going to make a rule not to just list cars and it's like that to me was a line i would say to aaron it'd be like you can't just you can't just talk about all our final things. this conversation <laughs> has boundaries yeah exactly but like imagine yourselves just driving around a truck that yeah. has thousands of quid every single day and you're just delivering off that cash going oh my god what if we could i could yeah, have I, that money like 
Yeah, I what think, if we uh, forgot to live with one? I think uh, <laughs> yeah. there's only one way to, to, to round out this this episode is is to do a round table really quickly of uh, you've sorted out your family, you sort out your friends. Joan, what would you spend? What would be the first thing you'd you'd uh, a treat purchase for yourself? Oh, tree purchase seeing that i can't play the lottery it's very hard for me to, to dream about what i could do with it but uh yeah i have this uh god it, it sounds pretty pathetic but um this vision of opening um a nice little coffee shop beside the beach up here in donegal um uh, and i'd have my own dog grooming parlor and i'd yeah just small little dreams it's not really anything big but uh yeah obviously after looking after the family and all that but uh yeah, I have my own little business and just tip along every day and just live a happy See, that's really life. nice. Everyone, uh, like Shane, myself or Shane, are going to look like dickheads now just spending the money on ourselves. <laughs> or you've done something nice with it. I know it's imaginary spending, but it's still, it's, yeah, it's really just... nice what you've done. Go on, Shane. Uh, no, you go. I don't know yet. Well, uh, Box and Crow Park. Straight away, Hogan's Stand side. That's it. <laughs> well, we needed Ireland Furnace for there, we? Yeah, no. it actually, actually make us it'd save us money in the long run. It would. Uh, you went to trips, really and we would. go there. So yeah, Hogan. You'd be hounded up the li- tickets all the time. That's the only thing. Ah, yeah, yeah. But if I had, if I had a box, it'd be, be great. Be <laughs> I'll get two. I'll get two. So you've you've twisted my arm, John. I'll get two boxes for everyone. Uh, mine would probably be a boat. A, a boat. boat. A big boat. You've like never talked about boating or sailing <laughs> that's ever. why where that's, is this coming out that's you, because, do you want a pirate ship Shane <laughs> because it's just for me Aaron I don't share all my dreams with you <laughs> <laughs> if I bought the yacht I'd be gone out alone because I don't want to bring it. who are you Shane I don't even know you anymore. no a nice a nice yacht about three million yeah. has everything you want on it and you could just chill you could just just somewhere to go and you because I always I'm always really jealous on a really sunny day when you're like on the beach in Port Marnock or in Malahide or something and there's someone just out in their feckin' boat getting as much sun as me on the beach but there's no one at them and they can just jump into the water and jump back out do a bit of fishing so I'd probably that'd be a really kind of frivolous selfish thing I would do apart from clearing my mortgage and do all that I'd buy a boat yeah that, that, that stuff's gonna happen that, 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 it's <laughs> exactly to the extent, to the extent this is a thing when me and Neve walked by the marina in Malahide I was like would we sell everything up would you live on a nice boat and she's like no I wouldn't and I'm like okay <laughs> you're warming her up for it already I love you're it. on your own Shane. yeah I'm on my own I'm on my own uh, brilliant well, that's uh, that, that's us out of time uh, so we leave you with your own thoughts of you listening to this how you would spend after you sort out the family and the mortgage and all that yeah, so yeah, how, yeah, yeah. how you'd spend, spend the money uh, Joan thank you so much uh, for your time um, no, if you anyone's listening if, if anyone's listening to this and wants to watch the ads go to workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast um, but yeah Joan that was brilliant thank you so much thanks guys thanks okay so much. see you in the next week Bye.